You're listening to Theology for the Rest of Us. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Blue Sky Missions. Whether you're an individual seeking to go on a missions trip or a church leader wanting to take your group, Blue Sky can make it happen. Learn more today at blueskymissions.org. You're listening to Theology for the Rest of Us. You've got tough questions. We'll try to give you easy answers. Now, here's your host, Kenny Ortiz. Hello and welcome back to Theology for the Rest of Us. I'm your host, Kenny Ortiz. Glad to be with you today. Thanks for listening. Today I'm going to attack a very important question that is often asked, and that is, why do bad things happen to good people? Now, before I dive into that, I want to just pause for a moment and say, if you're someone that's experienced tragedy or heartbreak of any kind recently, maybe you've faced the death of a loved one or something was done to you by some person, some act of sin or evil, something was done to you, I just want to say to you that in the midst of that situation, God's compassion is available to you. God loves you and he wants to give you comfort in the midst of pain and suffering. So I just want to encourage you turn to God. He really can be the the great source of comfort and hope for you, no matter what happened to you or what caused it. God wants to be in the midst of that. He wants to give you wisdom as you deal with it. God wants to comfort your heart as you deal with that. So now with all that stated, I want to dive into answering the question at hand. And I want to just say up front, there may be moments where this feels harsh and I don't mean it to be. That's not my goal. However, there are truths in scripture that are offensive to us. And I always feel obligated to be honest with listeners. I always feel obligated to make very clear what the Bible says, even if the truth in Scripture is potentially offensive. If you are someone that says, why do bad things happen to good people? I would say to you, your question is not worded properly. The right question to ask is, why do good things happen to bad people? Let me say that again. The wrong question is, why do bad things happen to good people? The right question is, why do good things happen to bad people? There's no such thing as good people. All of us, all humans are bad. Now, you might be thinking to yourself, Kenny, you don't even know me. I I think I'm a pretty good person. And the reality is, you might be good in comparison to someone else, right? You may be a good person compared to your neighbor or other people you know. But that's not how God determines if you're good or not. God doesn't compare you to other humans. God compares you to himself. And as we all know, God is perfect in every single way. So whenever you are compared and contrasted with God, you don't look very good at all. You look pretty bad. Let me give you a a few scriptures. Psalm 14 verse 3 says, They have all turned aside. Together they have all become corrupt. There is none who does good, not even one. Psalm 53 verse 3 says this, but no, all have turned away, all have become corrupt. 
in Romans chapter 3, the Apostle Paul is making this very elaborate case for the fact that all humans have been corrupted. All humans are depraved. He makes the point that we all have depravity within us. It's sort of like a cancer. It's this disease that's going through our body and it's impacting every part of our spiritual souls. Now, the reality is there are definitely some people that seem to have more corruption than others. There seems to be a, a more sinful lifestyles than other people. There certainly also seems to be from person to person, that corruption or depravity seems to vary. You know, maybe one person is worse in lying, but not as bad as lust, and someone is worse at lust, but not as bad as in the area of lying. You know, there does seem to be some varying degree of how depravity affects each person, but the reality is very clear that all of us have been impacted by sin. All of us have this spiritual disease that's that's running through our blood and it's impacting us in a negative way. All throughout Romans chapter 3, Paul is making this elaborate case for our depravity and our sin. And then he finishes it off in Romans 3.23 by saying, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And then three chapters later in Romans 6, Paul makes it clear that the wages of sin is death. The wages of sin is death. Kind of like if you go to your job and you get a paycheck, you've earned what you get. The wages is not a gift. The wages is what you've earned. And in the same way, we on planet Earth, we've lived our lives in such a way that we've earned death. We've earned bad things to happen to us. Why do bad things happen on planet Earth to people? Because we as humans have brought it upon ourselves. The fact is this. When you ask the question, why do bad things happen to good people? Well, that only actually happened once ever in human history. Jesus is the only good person to have ever lived. And he's the only one that didn't deserve bad things. The irony is that the only man who didn't deserve to suffer actually suffered the most. So here's the right question. Why do good things happen to bad people? And the fact that anything good happens to you is the evidence of God's grace and mercy and kindness. God chooses for good things to happen on planet Earth to lots of people. Even people that don't serve God have the opportunity of experiencing the good gifts that God gives humanity. We call this common grace. It's a form of grace that God has bestowed to all mankind, that everyone has this in common. All human beings deserve bad things to happen to them, but yet we all get to experience these incredibly good things. We all get to experience the sunset. We all get to experience the sunrise. We all get to experience ice cream. Many of us get to experience something as simple as air conditioning when it's blazing hot outside. Many humans get a chance to experience living 80 or 90 years on planet Earth without facing any major diseases. Many of us get a chance to experience the opportunity to have kids and the joy of that. Many of us have the opportunity to do fun things on planet Earth, to breathe air that we don't deserve. Everything good that's ever happened to you is a gift, undeserved, and it's because God is gracious. Whenever you have a moment in your life where it seems like a good person has a bad thing happening to them, I want you to pause and flip the script. And in fact, I want to just close out with a passage of scripture where I think Jesus flipped the script really well. There's a story in Luke chapter 13, the first five verses. You can go back and read it and study it later. Basically, there's a group of people that come to Jesus and they're asking Jesus about a group of Galileans that were killed by Pilate. This group of people were in the middle of sacrificing to God, worshiping to God, but Pilate comes and has them killed in the middle of that. And there's this group of people coming to Jesus saying, Jesus, it doesn't make sense. You have these people over here that were worshiping God. 
Why does this happen? Why doesn't God stop Pilate from this happening? Why is this allowed to happen to these people that seemed good? And Jesus says to them, do you think they are worse sinners than you? He doesn't even answer the question. He looks at the people asking the question and he says, do you think you are better than they are? He's basically asking them that those people who died sin more than you. And of course, no one has to even answer that question. They all recognize that we've all sinned. And so Jesus is making clear, stop worrying about why that happened to them and start worrying about why it did not happen to you. You can see how Jesus begins to flip the script. And then right after that, he actually follows it up with another incident. He mentions the Tower of Siloam, which had fallen down and killed 18 people. Jesus then brings up, he goes, what about the tower that killed those 18 people? Do those people sin more than you? No. Well, then you're going to perish just like they did if you don't repent. You see, when we look at bad situations that happen, we ask, why did that bad thing happen to that good person? And Jesus says, no, 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 you're asking the wrong question. You should not be asking, why did it happen to them? You should be asking, why did it not happen to me? If you know someone who gets cancer and dies, that's a terrible tragedy and it hurts and it sucks. But you should not be asking yourself, why did that person die of cancer? The appropriate question is, why has God spared you from cancer? If you know someone who, who has a child that dies, it's tragic, it's hard, it hurts, it's painful. But the wrong question is, why did God allow that baby to die? The right question is, why did God allow your children to live? And the answer is because he's gracious and he's merciful. When we think about things like 9-11 or big tragedies where people die, sometimes we ask, oh, why did God let that happen? Why did God allow that person to die in that event? And that's the wrong question. The right question is, why did you not die on that day? Because you're just as bad as those people are. You and I are just as deserving to die in a building that falls. So the question is, why did it not happen to us? And the answer is, because God is merciful. You didn't die that day because God is merciful and he's giving you an opportunity to repent. If someone dies in a car accident today, the right question should be is, why did I not die in a car accident today? And the answer to that question is because God is merciful and he's giving you time to repent. He's inviting you to have a friendship with him so that you can delight in him and enjoy him forever so that you're not separated from him for all of eternity in hell but so that you can be in heaven with him enjoying him why don't bad things happen to us because god is demonstrating mercy and he's giving us an opportunity to repent and turn to him i hope this episode has been helpful i again want to make it clear my goal is never to offend i just want to be truthful and clear with you and my hope is that the truth that we present will inspire you to turn to Jesus, to follow him because he's awesome and he loves you and he's got an incredible adventure for you. If you follow him, I promise you, you'll never regret it. Following Jesus doesn't guarantee bad things won't happen to you, but it does guarantee that God will comfort you as you face bad things in this life. I want to close this episode by quoting a very famous verse. Romans chapter 8, verse 28. All things work together for the good of those who love him, who are called according to his purposes. In this life, you're going to face difficult times. It's going to be hard. It's going to stink. But he promises that he's going to work those things out in our favor.
Man, that's a great promise. Before I let you go, I just want to make one quick reminder. Please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher or whatever podcast app you are using. The more people that are subscribed, the higher up the rankings we will be when people are searching for terms like theology or God. And so by you subscribing, you really help us out a lot. If you'd like to connect with me or have any questions, feel free to go to our website, theologyfortherestofus.com. There we'll have all the information about how to connect with us or ask questions. Our intro and outro theme music has been I'm Shipping Up to Boston by the Dropkick Murphys. I'm Kenny Ortiz, and this has been Theology for the Rest of Us. Theology for the Rest of Us.